0: Hey there, listener. This is the host of the Call Me By Your Game podcast, Connor McCabe, here to deliver you a super fun message. If you are tuning in as a longtime listener of the show, you'll probably recognize that you may have heard this one before. Today, in fact, we are re-releasing uh, a fantastic episode all the way back from the year 2020. This is episode 24, missed is what we're talking about with my friend Courtney Vinay's. And it's a fantastic one. We've got some new episodes coming up for you pretty soon, but it's been kind of fun to uh, do the occasional re-release of an old episode um, just to jaunt down memory lane together. Um, In the meantime, uh, you're not going to hear any ads on this show for our Patreon, but you can find that at patreon.com slash supernpcaradio. That's a place that you can uh, go to support us as we continue our journey. We've got a lot of fun stuff there, including the Legend of Zelda Games Club, which our Twilight Princess episode will be releasing this Friday. We've also got the Call Me By Your Game co-op episodes. We've had the Resident Evil Book and Games Club wrapping up, and of course, Super NPCs a weekly show at any Tier and a bunch more stuff coming down the pipeline. Um, and also be sure to give Courtney a follow. She is an incredible voice actor and comedian and video game streamer. You can follow her at twitch.tv slash She's an incredible streamer, streaming a lot of different things, been doing Death Store, and also a little game you might know by the name of Hades which had yet to release by the time that we did this episode and she is a voice actor for that game for both Dusa and Aphrodite and just does such a wonderful job one of the sweetest people out there so please go support her and be kind and yes thank you for listening to this episode of call me by your game uh without further ado here it is Welcome back. To the Call Me By Your Game podcast. Uh, If you are listening to the Call Me By Your Game podcast for the first time, welcome. We're happy to have you. Uh, This is a show where I, your host, Connor McCabe, have a guest on to talk about a video game that is special to them and why. Um, And we talk about uh, as much about not only what they love about this particular game, um, but and also, as you can probably tell from the name, uh, we talk about what was special to them about the time that they played it and the context around that. Because um, I always find that equally interesting, uh, as, 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 as interesting as what makes a game great. So um, a little housekeeping up top. Uh, if you would like to visit our website, well, you're in luck because we've got one. Uh, you can visit us at callmebyyourgame.com. There, of course, we also have all of our episodes. I mean, you can find us, of course, as you probably know, in Apple Podcasts and Spotify, but our episodes are uh, there as well. We've got the video segments that we were used to be able to do on the show live there and more information about the people who run this show. Um, you can also email us with any questions, uh, any things you've been thinking about, anything you just feel like sharing with us, any. Any memories you have of a particular episode we do, you can email us at callmebyyourgamepodcast at gmail.com. And the last thing is that if you listen to the show or you, you've been listening or you listen today and you're like, I like the show, I want to support the show, a uh, couple helpful ways you can do that are A, leave a rating and a review in the Apple Podcast Store that helps people see that people are listening and liking the show, people are more likely to listen to us, and two is share this podcast with someone who you know loves video games or maybe even loves the particular game we're talking about today. Cool. Housekeeping's out of the way. We're going to get to my favorite part of the show. That's when I introduce our guest for the day. So please give a warm welcome to Courtney Vinay's.
1: Hi. Hi, Connor. It's so nice to be here
0: hey it's so nice to be here um as as we just start actually interacting now it's so funny because we've obviously been you know talking a few minutes before we actually start recording but it is funny f- for like to have the guest be quiet for a little bit
1: <laughs> oh my gosh I was sitting there with just so much like anticipation I was like oh my gosh <laughs> I'm amazed, gonna start it's talking like you're soon. behind
0: the curtain and I'm bringing you out to do a like a set or something it's so goofy
1: I love it I uh, yeah it really felt like that.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here. Uh I we know each other uh through improv comedy. We took yes. a class. I mean, honestly, I think it was right around this time last I, year we were starting I, that class.
1: I think you're exactly right. Yeah. Um, I um I was just thinking about that because I was trying to get a better concept of time, uh, and where, <laughs> I tough, am, I know. yeah, it is tough. It's, I mean, knowing where you are in the year is already kind of hard when you live in LA because we don't mm-hmm. have things like seasons uh, that yes. dictate, uh, like, uh, you know, Oh, it's cold out. Therefore it is winter. Um, <laughs> and so now that, uh, every day is sort of bleeding together so much. Um, yeah, it was, I was just like, what, what was I doing like a year ago? And I realized I was uh, in a class with Connor.
0: Woo! Woo! I hope I hope everyone uh, when they when they look back, they're like trying to think about what they were doing a year ago. It's always in the context of what was going on with them and myself. Exactly. That's my hope. Yeah, that is. I mean,
1: that's the Truman Show hope of it.
0: (laughs) Yes. It's it's actually
1: the the Connor McCabe show. So
0: (laughs) it's true. That's how much my uh, how much of an ego I have now. (laughs) Um, Well, thank you for being here. That's how we know each other. Um, But the listeners might know you because uh, Courtney is a comedian, improviser, voice actor and overall delightful presence in Los oh. Angeles. But I don't know where you're from. Where are you from? Oh,
1: um, such a good question that I um, I don't have like a short way of answering. I don't know. Okay. I, I guess I do. Technically, I grew up not far from here in Orange County. Okay. Um, but uh, I've also lived, I moved to Portland for two years after Orange County. And I Very would say cool. when people ask where I'm from, my initial reaction is always to say the Bay Area because I moved there when I was 24 and i was oh. there for about eight years so i feel like my spending your 20s someplace uh, those are really like f- i wouldn't say they're your formative years but they are like really important years um, absolutely and it's funny i've been living in la now for just about two and a half years maybe a little over two and a half years and i still think of myself as being like new and i'm like oh no i guess i guess i'm not new anymore but um yeah <laughs> yeah i feel like i you know you re- I, you come into yourself uh a Hugely, <laughs> in, totally uh, in your twenties, and so I, I feel like. I kind of don't want to say I'm from Orange County ever for a lot of reasons. Um, uh, So, Orange County. Because you don't
0: uh, like oranges. That's what it is. You know what?
1: Too much citrus, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Bad for your teeth and also ulcers. Uh, Yeah. So, technically, I grew up in Orange County, but um, I did just ish move here from uh, living in the Bay Area for a significant amount of time. So, very uh, cool. I feel, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that that's a long, that's that was even a long answer.
0: to... No, that's okay. I down. think that's that's even more of a. I like that th- more of a thorough response than like where are you from because that just gives me like kind of an idea of your of your I guess your geographical journey. We'll call it. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, no that. Problem. As soon as I
1: said I lived two years in Portland, I was like, well, that okay. I mm, all right, narrow it down. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. So
1: uh, yeah, I was raised by Orange County, but. I, I think of myself as a Bay Area person at heart, I guess. Cool. So, where,
0: where did you did you live in San Francisco? Uh
1: no, I lived in Berkeley and Oakland.
0: Okay, cool. Even mm-hmm. cooler than San Francisco. Yeah, thank you. I the did I worked set, in East San Bay. Francisco.
1: Exactly, the East Bay. Um I worked in San Francisco, so I was there pretty frequently, but um it was very expensive and it still is very mm-hmm. expensive to live there. So um I never actually had an apartment there.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Well, Well, we're glad to have you here in Los Angeles. Um, Also, if there's anything else you feel about sharing about, you feel like sharing about yourself with the guest, uh, feel free to do so. Otherwise, um, we'll uh, get into something else. Let's start talking about video games. Perfect. Um, Before we get into the next little segment of the show, I do want to say, which I always forget to say early enough in the show, the game uh, that you chose to talk about today Mm -hmm. is Myst. Yes. Um, We'll, we'll of course, dive into more of that later. Before we get into your specific history with that game and and more information about it, how did you get into video games? Um, I'd love to hear anything about your history you want to share.
1: Okay. So I came from a household that was not into video games. I never had video game consoles growing up. My parents were not into the idea of spending hundreds of dollars <laughs> on something that was going to wrap my brain, you know what I mean? Like they <laughs> oh, were yeah. they were those parents. Also my parents were just like never into technology. Like they mm. never had like, um, a video camera. So I have no home videos growing up, like oh. getting my mom to like adjust to a DVD player was like pulling teeth. Um, oh and gosh. so they definitely had that mentality around like video games of like, Oh, what it's unnecessary. What is this? Um, sure. if you, you know, go read a book, um, <laughs> <was> kind of like <laughs> where my, my parents came from. But for some reason with a the computer, they I think they sort of viewed a computer as like uh, intellectual, uh, if mm. you will. So nice. I, I got to play computer games, but I never had like an N64. Um, actually, when I was in high school, I ended up getting maybe like my senior year of high school. I got a Sega Genesis. Um, oh, my that goodness. That was great. Yeah. <gasps> so I'm a little bit, a little late, but um, I I guess if I said I'd never owned a console, that wouldn't necessarily be true. Um, sure. And so pretty much all of my my video gaming and all my gaming had to happen on a computer. Uh, and the way I found out about Mist is I went to a friend's house. Um, and I was like the only one of my friends who didn't. I always wanted to go to my friend's houses because they yes. have things like video games. Um, and this one particular friend had... Mist and Doom. And oh. that was I always wanted to go to her house. Um, and we would play Mist together. And the way I ended up getting it for myself is I went with my dad to fries once, and my dad was way chiller about mm-hmm. the video game or like whatever buying stuff for me than sure. my mom was. And so that was always the key. So I went with him to Fry's. I was this little like Shout Fry's out to like, Fry's oh Electronics. God, sponsor me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <right. laughs> I went to Fry's and I saw that they had missed there. And I was like, Dad, can I please have this? And he was just like, uh sure. Um and I think we had just gotten like we were one of the last households to have like a CD-ROM computer. Mm-hmm. Um and we had just gotten that. And so that's how I started my own personal missed journey. Um, but yeah, basically any video games I knew about was because I went to a friend's house and got to play them. Um, oh, wow.
0: But I mean, there's was something cool. exciting about that too. Like yeah. I, don't, I did grow up with some video games, um, but I had a friend who had always had more systems, more games and better games. So I was always like, I wanted to be over there at all times. So I can't uh-huh. even imagine not having them at all and having a friend with anything
1: oh my gosh yeah I man and it was always so frustrating because because I couldn't practice on my own if I did go to a friend's Mm. house and play video games, I was always bad at it Uh, or just like, wasn't as good as they were. So like, I remember playing like Tekken um, (laughs) and not being very good, or we would pass like, um, like Sonic back and forth. And it would just be Mm. like, whenever you died, you would have to pass the controller over. So I would play for like a minute. Uh, and (laughs) and then my friend would, yeah. So it did not, it didn't work out great. Um, so like, it was just such, a joy that my dad was like, mm. sure, we did just buy this computer that has a CD-ROM so you can have this CD-ROM game. Um, the same tactic worked on another trip to Fry's and I ended up getting my dad to buy me Doom. Ooh,
2: wow. <laughs> you
0: know, I'm
1: looking at it and he was just like... Okay, so why not?
0: Sure. At that point, he was yeah. conceding. No. Mm-hmm.
1: So I was really excited when you did the episode with Michael on Doom because oh, cool. that that was also a very formative uh, game for me.
2: Oh, that's so <laughs> um, and, cool! And, and this
1: Mist could not be any more different. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I just it. it it has a lot of aspects to it that like really hook me in. So it's, it's this like mystical world. It's a puzzle based game. Um, like, and it just, I think it really like molded me for my interests later in life, Mm. because even looking back now, my favorite games are games that are either puzzle based games or have like puzzle based aspects to them. Um, and I, a lot of that also just has to do with the fact that because I didn't play video games, so much while I was growing up, learning how to like just handle a controller. um, I was behind on that. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, and then also like now there are a lot of games and I feel like there is this um, sort of like a barrier to like jumping into a lot of games because the game designers just assume that the people playing games are people who have grown up playing games. So they're built in, um, like built-in aspects or built-in, it's um, almost like me- an understood mechanics.
0: language. Yes. sometimes.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, and so there were little things. <laughs> I remember, like trying to play. I forget what game it was, uh, but my husband Mikey was just like, "Why aren't you following the little marker?" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> There's like a little marker at, on the like the top of the screen, and he's yeah. like, "Yeah, follow that, and that'll take." it. And I was like. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. (laughs) right. Um, (laughs) And recently, I have actually been playing a lot more video games, and I do have, like, a pretty strong grasp on, like, how to use a controller. And I can get into why and how later. Um, But for so much of my life, like if I wanted to play a game, I kind of knew it had to be a puzzle game or something that didn't require mm. like um, precision in, in regards to like timing totally. and precision. Um, and Mist doesn't require that. There's no time limit. There's really no way for your character to die. Um, so it it was just really forgiving. Um, it also had like not save points, but you could just save the game. Mm. Um, so if I had to get off the computer to let, any of my other three family members jump on and use the computer, I could just save it at any point. Oh, nice. um, yeah. So just just small things like that. But Mist hmm. was just, it was like every the whole time I was playing it. I was just like, I want to know more about this world. And you basically you go through, you're on this island, um and you're going through uh, these buildings and you you see these objects. And at first, when you get dropped off, you have like no clue as to like what you're supposed to do. So it forces you to explore the island. And I just think it's it's really good, as like I was saying uh, about before, how there are some things that are just taken for granted that your player will know what to do um this Mm -hmm. game was just it had really great user interface it was really clear um despite the fact that it wasn't a game that was made specifically for children um yeah and you could just if you if you didn't know what to do you could just save your game come back later and try and figure it out uh and that was something that worked really well for my i want to say i think it came out in like 93 maybe i got it got it in like 94 95 so i was like eight or nine when i was like playing it. Um okay. yeah, like late elementary school is when I was really into it. Um, oh, cool.
0: so I actually have another question for you before before we dive too far into like your personal experience with it was I just wanted to continue on one little trail which was so you're as a kid you you're able to get a couple games like this Maybe like after you move, like like you said you got a Genesis, was, did you continue to play up until like this point in your life or was it like just a thing you've recently come back to, games oh my in gosh. general?
1: What a good question. So, okay, so I played computer games basically. That was the only thing I had in childhood. I got a Genesis in uh, late high school and I played a little bit of that. In college, um, I played, I remember having a PS2 in my dorm room and I remember playing like a couple games there. Okay. And then it sort cool. of tapered off. Um, I, yeah, I don't think I really touched games too much uh, through like my early 20s. But then uh, maybe in my mid-20s, I started playing iPad games and I started playing a lot of indie games. Uh, okay, cool. In, yeah, I'm trying to think. So I've definitely like, uh, I've lived with my husband since we were 21 uh, wow yeah yeah we oh i've been married for almost 11 years at this point uh, oh congrats to you and G. Yeah, thank you yeah. yeah um so i'm trying to think we moved in when we were like 21 got married at like 23 uh and he's always had the reason i, I bring him into this is because he's always had like a PlayStation or an Xbox, mm-hmm. um, sometimes both. We had a, oh, when we came out, we played Wii games. Oh, I love um, it. I'm yeah, staring
0: at yeah. my Wii in my, my room right now. Cause I've been oh. using it a lot lately. <laughs> oh my
1: gosh. It, uh, you're, um, uh, yeah, I, when that was kind of a game changer because again, those were games sort of for everyone. And if you didn't, mm-hmm. uh, necessarily have a strong mastery of, uh, you know, an Xbox controller or a PlayStation controller, like you could pick this up. And play it with anyone, like with your grandma or with your five-year-old. Um, yeah, so I guess up until recently, my relationship with games had been a little more casual. Uh, sure. And then maybe the last few years, I've been playing more and more frequently. Like currently, right now, I probably play video games at least for an hour a day. So Nice. Uh, I'm so happy to hear that.
0: Yeah, and you too. I actually... This is something I haven't asked... I kind of want to start asking this now that I think about it. Cause I always, it's just something I always want to know is what are you playing right now?
1: Okay. Um, right now I, I just finished a game called Oxenfree, Free. Uh, oh, which is, I
0: played that game.
1: It's great. It's so, so cool. good and creepy. Um, it is. I really liked it. Um, I, the game I play the most is a game called Hades, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, uh, is from super giant games. And, full disclosure I do two voices in it but that's not the reason I play it Hey-o. I play it because it is super fun um I've done I've done voices in other video games and I have not played them nearly as much uh, this uh-huh. game is, I'm like just obsessed with I think it's super fun it's a roguelike dungeon crawler um so and it's it's like got a, a lot of RPG aspects to it um, and it's just a game that doesn't ever get boring um it's so fun you can play it just hundreds of times i've yeah um so i play that and then also animal crossing that has been oh yeah and i know you and i we need to visit each other's islands i know we do Um, i
0: don't even think i don't know for friends but we gotta figure that out
1: we do um Yeah, another – oh, man. This, I think, might anger a lot of people, what I'm about to say. But uh, at the beginning of – so my husband bought a Twitch a while back, and he started playing Animal Crossing when it just came out. Um, But he has a job that he is doing most days, and I currently do not. Uh, And so he started playing (laughs) Animal Crossing, and you can only have one, like –
0: Yes, the resident representative.
1: Yeah, you can only have, like, Mm. one player per – Uh, Console, so I made him delete his game, and (laughs) I was like, "Yeah, you're gonna need to delete all your work, and I'm gonna take over this."
0: now i love it you know we should have done that over here because l has played that way more than me and has also just basically taken control of the island and which is totally fine so it's we should have done what you did
1: (laughs) you know what i feel i do feel a little bad about it like uh but i'm also (laughs) like you can pick it up and play whenever you want it's it's fine it's it's not (laughs) Um, totally he's like it's okay it's fine um so (laughs) I hope I didn't anger anyone, but yeah, I spend way too many hours a day, uh, doing that. It is amazing just how much time gets lost on Animal Crossing. Yeah, but it's great. So yes, I would say I'm like kind of a full blown gamer at this point. So yeah.
0: Oh, I I love it. It's it's so funny to hear you talk about, you know, how you could, you had to like, not trick but convince your dad to get you like a like a cd rom game and then like back in the day and then now you're saying the sentence rogue like dungeon crawler and pitching me a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's come a long way. <laughs> I you know
1: what? Thank you. I I have. I've put in the hours. I can say that much. Oh, um, I love it. Yeah. Uh but it's Very so cool. funny cuz you like at this point like I um like I said, I grew up in a household where video games are sort of looked down on. They shouldn't have been prioritized. They rot your brain, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and now, like, honestly, I think video games are one of the best forms of art, or at least have the potential to be, like, yeah. such one of the best forms of art. They tell stories. Um, they, like, the amazing amount of engineering that goes into creating a video game. Like, it is such an endeavor. Um, and And the fact that it's, like, so interactive, I think, is amazing and beautiful and like i could never i've had insight into how video games get made and i'm just like wow that is
0: <laughs> so that is cool.
1: so much effort um yeah. so yeah i have a lot of appreciation for the craft of video games
0: oh i love it that's like the best pitch for video games we've even had on the show oh my gosh i love it Get me in front
1: of an audience. Oh, I guess you kind of are. (laughs) I guess we'll
0: call we'll we'll say audience for sure. Get me in
1: that (laughs) boardroom. I got an idea for you. Video games.
0: There, well, perfect. Well, we're gonna have to take that idea. Um, Well, very cool. Uh, If you don't mind, I'll transition us kind of into to the game history and context for Mist, and then we'll get into like your personal history with it. Let's do Um, it. So, um, Mist, if you've never heard of it, is a graphic adventure puzzle game from 1993. It was designed by Robin and Rand Miller, two brothers who started developer Cyan, and Mist was originally developed for the Macintosh personal computer. Uh, The Miller brothers. Got their start developing video games for children, and Myst was actually their first game for adults that started uh, that they actually started developing after receiving funding from Sunsoft. Development began in 1991 and ended up being a surprise hit. And it has since been released on many platforms. Um, the gameplay uh, consists of a first-person journey through an interactive world, so players can interact. It's you're like looking at a sort of a flat image, but of course there's images and, and objects and stuff in the background. You're clicking around. You're discovering and using specific objects by clicking. Um, and the player basically, um, as they're going through this island, uh, they are beginning to they begin. to unravel the story of mist uh by gathering information and solving puzzles and um yeah that's about all i have for the history and context to give the the get the listeners an idea of kind of what the game is like um was there anything else you wanted to share about that
1: um no i think that that covers the basics of what mist is pretty well
0: very cool yeah um yeah hugely hugely popular game um for oh um, oh,
1: apparently uh, apparently it was the best-selling pc game until 2002 when the sims beat it out um yes yeah so it was uh which was another game i also would go to friends houses to play um oh man (laughs) sorry i just remembered i had i have sims right now and i'm like (laughs) oh i know what i'm doing tonight (laughs)
0: Oh, perfect. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, it was like enormously popular. This is a game that like I have never played, but I'm very I'm like familiar with like the the legend of Myst and like how big it was. Um, But yeah, so if you were like playing computer games back then or even had a computer, you probably knew about this game. Kind of like Doom.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Doom, man. Uh, I remember after playing it for, because obviously I wasn't very good at it and I could not play it if my mom was home because there was no way that if she saw oh, it. Oh, yeah that would fly. Um, But one of my friends (laughs) gave me all the cheat codes for it. I got like the BFG. Oh, I was like invincible. It was the most fun any 10 year old could ever have.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, um, since we've kind of wrapped up the history and context of mist, let's just, let's jump into the main discussion of the show. Um, Let's get into your personal history with mist. First of all, uh, you kind of shared earlier how you got it. So I guess we don't, Need to talk about it. We you got it at the store. Got it at Fries, at baby. fries. Excuse me, not a store. Fries. <laughs> There's a the difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, yeah. Like, let's sort of. And you kind of. I'm sorry. I know you, you shared a little bit earlier about your experience with it, but tell me about like what you remember uh, about when you did first play this game. Like w- around the context.
1: Okay. Um. So, it was. First of all, technologically, it blew my mind. Like, mm-hmm. um, I mean, like I said, I had seen and sort of played video games before. And there were all these like 2D side scroller 8-bit games. And with Mist, you show up on this island um, and it's so interactive. Uh, and not only is it interactive, but there are clues everywhere. And you might not even realize it. So um, that was just like my jam. Um, and it got me so hooked in because like, once you figure out like, Oh, I'm supposed to take these numbers and bring them to this other part of the island and use that to open a door. Mm. Um, Oh my gosh, that was just like, Oh my, what, what else can I do here? Uh, And there's also a story within, uh, within the game. And it's, uh, basically this island at one point was, um, inhabited by this guy who had two sons and, um, he leaves these journals behind and so you get to go through and read these journals and you have to, um, put together like the story of what happened, uh, to this guy and with his sons. Um, and so it's, there's a story element, like I mentioned before, I really like loved and, um, then there's the puzzle element, which was, like I said, just something that I couldn't get enough of. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I, I don't want to like give anything away. I know it's like a 25-year-old game at this yeah. point. <laughs> so it's silly <so> <laughs> of me to be like, I don't want to give away the ending. But basically, <laughs> uh, you have to find out like what the sons did, what went wrong. Um, and you go within like a library and you have to like pick up pieces of paper that you find around the aisle and put them into, um, these, the books to basically find out, um, a full, um, like a full fledged background of like what the sons did and where that, um, original, where their dad is now. Um, Mm. and what's cool is you're also traveling to different, you're not only just stuck on this one small Island, you get to go to other islands and they're called ages. Mm. Um, So there's like another little um, place you go to that is like a little like treehouse world and another island place that you go to that's like a a ship world. Um, And it was just I think it just blew me away so much because uh, what seems like a very small game is actually like a huge game. I think it was designed to take about 40 hours and I'm sure it absolutely took me so much more than that <laughs> um oh you know what truth be told i actually went back as in a in like 2011 and went back uh, i think i found it on steam and i was just like Ooh. Huh, i wonder if i could play this again but um i actually when i when i was playing it i you had to keep like a journal of yeah. your clues so i would like uh there was a part where you go and you sit in this room that looks like a dentist room and you look at the sky like above you uh, and there are constellations and you're supposed to pick something, but it's like, Oh, what are you supposed to do? And then there's like another part of the Island where um, you open up a notebook and there are, there's like a picture of a constellation. So I'd have to like draw out the constellation and go back to the, like the dentist oh. chair room and like pick out um, uh, like pick out the constellations that were there. So uh, yeah, it was just like, I had a journal with all these like probably like pretty wild looking notes. Um, but I did the exact same thing in 2011 because I remembered, I was like, oh, that's right. Like, uh, And at first I was like, oh, I was a kid then, I'm an adult now, like I don't need a journal. I was like, oh no, I straight up like. Oh, uh, that's part of the I, game. I know, I wish I had any idea where that was right now because I'm I'm sure it looks like one of the journals from like seven, <laughs> just like. I was just nah, gonna nah. say, <laughs> that's
2: uh, incredible. it's incredible.
1: And it's, it's also like, uh, you can tell that Mist was really heavily influenced by like Jules Verne. There's Mm -hmm. like a rocket ship. There's a submarine. Um, uh, It sort of deals with like the, like the theme of like, whether it's ethical or not to like, you know, time travel or to like travel between um, magical places, uh, which was kind of like Narnia ish. Uh, So it just had a lot of like, really like magical and like, uh, interesting themes to it that I think yeah. really, like, like, like I think I mentioned this before, like, I think that really formed what I'd be interested in later in life. Um, and the reason I say that is something later in life that I got really way too deep into was the TV show Lost. Uh, when that oh. came out, like I was obsessed mm. with that show. And I was looking for clues everywhere. And I like, I was going onto like message boards and trying to figure things out. I was obsessed with it because I wanted I kind of just wanted what Mist had given me. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, lost ended up being like pretty disappointing. But um, but it was still so <laughs> was so fun for the, the same purpose of being like stuck in an island, things are amiss. Um, uh, everything sort of means something. That's another really great thing about Mist is nothing is just like there for no reason um mm. if you see something that has a symbol on it you know that you should probably remember that symbol because it'll be important later on um, that's really cool yeah it is really cool and so i just honestly i think it's a game that would hold up today um i don't know if it's a game that maybe should be maybe it could be remade uh, it could probably benefit from having a simpler it's almost like a PowerPoint if you go back and play it. Not a PowerPoint, but like a slideshow. Yeah. Um, because it's just like it's point and click. Uh so you're kind of of like
0: like looking at one one frame, right? And those same objects might be in the frame as you like click forward but you click forward and then it pushes you like a certain distance forward yes right
1: exactly yep that's exactly it it's almost like using google maps (laughs) you know when you're like like using street view view? yeah oh cool um it's it's really cool it's just so well thought out and it's like i said the user the, the ui on that game is amazing because uh it's at first you might be like why is there a gear here um and then you go to a different part of the Island and there's a gear and you're like, Oh, these things are connected or this was mm-hmm. a clue. Um, and that's just, I just thought that was great. Um, and it was, so it, did, it wasn't like condescending at all. Uh, and it was definitely still hard. I think I, uh, mentioned to you, there's a part where you have to go into a submarine and then you're supposed to play music. Um, like you're supposed to like repeat a sound that you heard on a different part of the island. And that part I actually got completely stuck on and had to have my friend come over and do it for me because I have, I'm like just tone deaf. I (laughs) am not musically inclined at all. It was so frustrating. And my friend just came over and was like, beep, beep, beep. And so it was funny because I think when I was thinking of it, I was like, oh, I don't think I finished that game because I remember getting stuck on the submarine. Uh, But then I remembered, I remember I knew the ending and that I just had to have someone do that submarine part. Yes. For me because the ending is really intense. Um and it has mul- something else that's so cool about it is there are actually multiple endings. It's sort of a choose your own adventure. Um where there's kind of one right answer and two wrong answers. Um, yeah. and can,
0: and, and oh. for, like I would I think, Courtney, I think it'd be fine if at this moment, if you want to, <laughs> we can be like, hey, <laughs> if you would like to not have this game spoiled that's been around. Look, for I don't want to spoil years. Star
1: Wars for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <But> that, <laughs> sure, though. I think Luke's father. If you would like to, I think it's okay for us to be like, hey, if you don't want to have this game spoiled, um, maybe pause the game, play 100, pause the game, pause the podcast, (laughs) come back to it. But if you don't care, then I I mean, those details are really cool, so feel free.
1: Okay, so basically at the end, you you get like the final, it was either a page or like a notebook and you have to either decide if you're going to put that page into one of the suns notebooks or if you're going to put it into the original guy's notebook and if you put it into if you like because basically the sons the whole time they keep blaming each other for their father's death or disappearance
0: and they're Um, in the books right like they're each stuck in their own
1: yes so basically like they're each stuck in a book it's oh my gosh that was another thing is like um there were little videos within the game. So at one point Uh you go to the library and you select a book and you open it up. And then there's a video of one of the brothers. Uh, And that was technology at that time that I had never seen before. And I thought it was so amazing. Um, It was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. And so, yeah, you basically either have to choose one of the brothers or you can put it in the dad's notebook who you think is dead. Turns out, He's not dead, but he had been, like, stowed away on another island. So if you put it in either of the brother's notebooks, then you get trapped inside of the notebook, and that's how the game ends. And if you put it in the dad's notebook, then uh, the dad gets – you get to, like, free the dad.
0: Gotcha. So, that's right.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a little choose-your-own-adventure, and that's so exciting and really, like, empowering. I I, I sort of love that, that they're – could be a wrong decision. And I guess I said earlier, there's no way of dying. And I guess you aren't technically dying, but you could get stuck in a notebook forever.
0: Yeah. Question for you about that part of the game. Um, is that something that as you're playing through, like you're doing your playthrough of this game, let's say you chose the wrong, like one of the brothers and then you get trapped in the book. Are you able to pick up your game right before that again and just choose the other scenarios or do you have to start oh, your game over
1: you know what so uh, it depends on where you save like if you Ooh, choose wrong oh i think if you choose wrong stressful. Uh, you can probably just go like oh okay i guess i won't save this portion of it. you could probably like exit without saving and then jump on and choose correctly Gotcha. um but yeah, i don't know if that would have occurred to me when i was that age um but yeah it was just really uh, interesting storytelling. Um, like there are, I think a lot of games maybe at that time, like I'm I'm thinking like duck hunt, like you can only play that for (laughs) a little bit. Like I get it. Like you can definitely get better. Uh, but it wasn't, there was nothing like compelling me to like come back and try to play that. And with this, like, I wanted to know how the story ends. I wanted the mystery to be solved. Um, And that's, that's what gave me, that's what gave me life. That's what kept me fighting with my brother for computer time. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So many fights. Oh my gosh. So many fights growing up over who was using the computer. So I do get why my parents were like, we are not buying you another thing to fight over.
0: Um, (laughs) Totally not uh, feeling this fire. (laughs) Oh man.
1: Yeah. It's funny. Like looking back at, at a kid, I'm like, Oh, I just like, I would break things all the time. I wasn't good at taking care of things. I fought with my brother all the time. Like, uh, yeah i don't think my parents made like the worst call being like we are absolutely not getting <laughs> getting you guys a video game console <laughs> like you will either break it or it'll just be uh, like absolute hell in our household so <laughs> yeah
0: oh, man that's so cool um something that i wanted to ask you about a little bit because it was something i've uh, it's just kind of a feeling i've had and that maybe i've maybe this is me like absorbing the information that i've been learning about this game this week and i'm just regurgitating it but um and it, one thing that i found interesting especially coming from you someone who didn't really play games before that point um was that uh it is it's like this world not only that you said you were compelled to come back to because of the mystery but it was was the accessibility part of it that was enticing? Because like yes. you don't have to be able to like run and jump and avoid spikes and then mm-hmm. like shoot a bad guy. You kind of just can – I don't know. It feels like a game you can digest at your own pace, but yes. I don't know how you felt about it.
1: Oh, no. That is exactly why I was able – oh, man. Uh, that's why I was like able to play. Um, and it's basically oh, why cool. – like the same reason um, I was saying that I liked Wii so much when it came out because – it was for everyone. Um, and even though this game again wasn't necessarily designed for kids, there was nothing in it that wasn't particularly uh not kid friendly. Uh mm. in it, there you know, nothing like graphic, no swearing, no violence. Um They weren't gonna yeah, take not,
0: this game away from you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my mom was <laughs> totally fine because I was probably like the quietest for the longest amount of time <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's incredible, <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I was just quietly like sitting there, like scribbling like in my notebook, um clicking away, yeah, so I think that was that's that's a huge thing, um like as long as you know how to like operate a mouse, uh you can mm-hmm. play mist um, yeah, and it was. Cool. It's just so fun. And now, like, talking about it, like, I re-downloaded it on Steam. Uh, It was only $5. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Uh, So I think I am probably going to, like, go back and play it. Um, It was just so creative. And I would just love to see that sort of thing in more games. Like, whenever I'm playing a game that has a puzzly aspect to it, oh, I just love it. Like um, God of War, the one that came out in like 2005, uh, which was another game I was thinking about talking about here. Even though that is like sort of hack and slash, there's also like elements in it that are puzzle based. Um, And so that's like I think that's great in a game also where it's not all hack and slash and it's not all puzzle based. Um, It's like the pacing on that. chef's kiss. Oh yeah. Um, Chef's
0: kiss. (laughs) So
1: so good. But it also, um, like limbo inside, um, gone home. They're all like portal. Even they are all these like Mm. story based, uh, portal. Like you do have to have, um, some agility with a controller, but, um, you know, not as much as you need for like call of duty or something like that. Um, yeah. So like looking back, if you, like I sort of listed out my favorite games that I've played and that's, that's all of them. And they all have some kind of like puzzle puzzle based aspect to them. And it's usually the goal isn't to, um, no, actually that's not true. (laughs) I was going to say, usually the goal isn't to like just murder everyone or, and I'm like, no, I like, I like those games too. (laughs) I like going through and clearing a room. Um, yeah, there's,
0: there's something to, I at least think there's something to, uh, games with, I don't know. That kind of ha- can have a happy medium of several elements, like like puzzle, like maybe puzzle solving, and then in, in mm. like a god of wars, like combat. Those are really fun for me. Like that's why I love. The Zelda games yes. so much. Is yes.
1: Oh my gosh. Of exactly. That. Yes. Like Breath of the Wild. Um, oh,
0: goodness. So great.
1: So good. That is the only Zelda game I have um, played. And I also I haven't finished it because when I started playing it, it was when I lived in the Bay Area and Mikey and I had a roommate and I was playing it on his Wii U. Oh. And then we moved and I just oh, no. never got to finish it. So now I have it on Switch. Um, but there's also just this like, oh okay i get to start from the beginning like yep. <laughs> and even though it's like fun and like what a great use of my time uh it's a commitment it, it is a com- it's a commitment um so yeah i yeah exactly zelda is such um, a perfect example <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, that's cool. Uh, another question I had for you is: Are you were you a reader as a kid? Are you a reader now? Because lo- watching gameplay from this thing just makes me feel like it's kind of like <laughs> a world of like a book you could live in.
1: Yep. Oh yeah, I was a big reader as a kid, um, and most of that it wasn't necessarily because I was like I'm a bookish smart kid. It was just because <laughs> like that's what I was allowed to do. Like yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It was a lot of. if, If I asked, I was like, mom, can I get a Nintendo? And it would be like, go read a book. Go outside. Yep. Go ride your bike. Um, so yeah, a lot of my presents were were books. So I was bookish, and I I did I loved the story and the reading. Um, it's so funny. I started watching a little bit of gameplay, uh, and I was just sort of like, all right, get through the reading, get through the reading part. Like, uh But yeah, <laughs> oh, I, loved, you've changed. <laughs> I remember just those like going through the journals, and I was like, I want more. Like, yeah. tell me everything about this world. Tell me everything about these characters. Like, I could have just lived. In that game. It was just so fun.
0: That's so cool. Wow, that's really awesome. Um I feel like I've got like a really great idea of not only like what you loved about the game um and what made it special to you, but I but I want to like when you when you were playing this game and maybe the like context around it or like the environment or whatever, what you remember isn't that special, but you were playing on like your parents computer, you were you were talked about a little bit how you were kind of would like fight your brother for computer time. Mm-hmm. What do you remember? Was there any I guess not what do you remember? if there was anything that like stuck out to you about that time or what was special around it, feel free to share. If not, that's okay too.
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, just like that time in like the world or the time in my life. Or, like in your
0: life. And if, if you um, remember that. anything about like when you were like, was this like a summer you were playing this game? Like, was oh, it, this like a so, Christmas break?
1: Oh, it was definitely just like every day after school. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, um, my brother and I went to the same school and we carpooled together. So it wasn't like. Like, you know, how some kids go to like different schools or one kid's in middle school, one yes. kid's in elementary school and you have to like race home um, to like fight for the TV time. Or uh-huh. fight for it. We always went to the same school. So it was like, yeah, it was we had some pretty intense fights of and that would usually start in the car ride home. Of um, course,
0: because you're already I, both thinking about the computer.
1: Yeah. Oh, exactly. And I'm trying Are you to think the same what, age. No, he's two years, but one grade above me. Gotcha. Um,
0: it's exactly like my sister and I. I was oh really? two years, but one grade above her.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah, so you Probably get have it. a lot to it talk is, about. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, absolutely. That is such – it's so funny because that really is like a very unique relationship. Um, mm-hmm. Like an older brother, younger sister being so close in age. Like my brother and I are two years and 12 days exactly apart. Um, Whoa.
0: When, when's yeah. your birthday?
1: Mm, July 9th.
0: Oh, cool. Coming up.
1: I know. Coming on up. Um, So excited for that. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, but no, it was I think the fights would start like in the car. And I Mm. I think I remember my my mom being like, "Okay, this week, Courtney gets her like the first computer time uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And Andrew has it Tuesday, Thursday. And the following week, it would like switch off. Oh, gotcha. Uh, But even when you would. I remember like just trying so hard to negotiate a little more time. And usually with like the lie, like I'm doing homework is this for school. (laughs) I remember in that. And yeah. Uh, And so I'd like, I would like, you know, minimize or whatever the game and be like, look, I have a word document up. And then as soon as no one was looking, it would just be like, pull up missed um, (laughs) (laughs) and and start playing. Um, But yeah, it was definitely that like, like that's sort of that really like fresh fun age of like late elementary school. Um, and also just like, this was the nineties and like no one had cell phones. And so, uh, I would either be on the computer or I'd be out like riding my bike with my neighborhood friends. Um, you know, and I knew to come home, you know, before dark and my parents didn't necessarily know where I was and that was fine. Um, and yeah, like it was, it was, uh, I was That's big really into cool. Nickelodeon also. That's when, oh, like, yeah. Nick was hot. I loved, you know, um, Rocco's Modern Life. Um, uh, Clarissa Explains It All was a, <laughs> was a big show around then.
0: Did you um, watch uh, All That?
1: Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Love it. Oh, man. Just – sketch comedy in my life uh, forever
0: right. I've been watching
1: was, it's so funny I've been watching Keenan Thompson my whole life apparently so
0: truly though especially like those of us who grew up with all that and it's funny anytime I ask a comedian like a comedian that I know did you watch all that I should know the answer it's yes oh
1: yeah absolutely um, I do know a lot of people who are very funny but uh, who did not grow up with cable uh, and did hmm. not grow up with I always like it's so funny to hear that. And my heart is always just like, Oh my gosh, that's so sad. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, You didn't have Ren and Stimpy. Like, oh, what did
0: you do? Who are your uh, friends?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what did you, Oh, you were an outdoor kid. Okay. That's, <laughs> uh, that's cool too. Um, yeah, right. yeah. So that was sort of just like the world, like, you know, you're carefree, like the biggest, um, Biggest concern at the time, because that was like pre caring about boys, Um, you know, the biggest concern at the time was like uh, whose friend's house I'd be going to. Like, like, oh, who am I going to who's going to come over to my house to have a slumber party or whose house am I going to go over to to have a slumber party? Um,
0: Oh, the days. Yeah, Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, And just like when my computer time was and when I could play missed.
0: (laughs) It's truly such a special time. Oh my yeah. goodness! I think I think the game I, I haven't like officially chosen the game because there's like a million that I have special relationships with that mm-hmm. I want to do. But I think I'm going to choose a game from that time. And it was a computer game, too. So like it, I'm like always looking back on that specific era in my life as a very special thing.
1: Oh, my gosh. It really. Yeah, that really is. And that's just like what a time for video games. Also, um, mm-hmm. it was, you know, like. There was just a lot of uh, a lot of creativity, a lot of experimentation, Um, and I think it was probably just easier to make video games back then. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like it was funny. I was just thinking about how, like every Nickelodeon show and Disney show, um, like or movie, just like had a video game that went along with it. Yeah. Um, And now you know, it's like we see that too. But because all these games are these like open world. Like, most games are so big and take so long to make uh, that they don't have, like, a companion. Um, Yes. You know, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to, like, make a movie and then make a companion video game for it totally Um, yeah
0: that was like something that joan and i talked about last week which was was he like yeah like where did not only like where did licensed games go but why are they not around as much And this kind of i feel like you kind of touched on it right there
1: yeah yeah and licensing is i think it is pretty different um than it was in in the 90s but yeah i think it's like if you want to think about like a a tv show or well more specifically a movie like a movie can take like with post included maybe like a year um or Mm -hmm. longer to come out and a video game i think takes about three years to make yeah um, like minimum if that's like if everything goes well and whatnot so unless you're well ahead of the curve um but yeah and then at the same time it's like maybe you could make some indie like some small indie games but yeah yeah, i don't know but then it, know. for
0: them it's like is this worth the investment or right so
1: mm-hmm. exactly oh
0: no that's really cool um awesome well uh i forgot to tell you this earlier but it feels like we've gotten to talk about a lot of really great stuff and i've loved hearing not only like what you loved about the game but like that specific era of your life before we move on to the couple the f- couple fun segments that i have uh, for us to wrap up the show. Yay. Is there anything else you wanted to say about Mist or any thoughts you didn't get to wrap up um, that okay, you just I felt have, like sharing?
1: Um, I have one tidbit and that Ooh. was, um, two tidbits. So uh, the brothers that I mentioned, how they were vid- like like um, videos of the brothers. Yes. Um, the they had actual actor, you know, videos, uh, and those were just the two creators, uh, how which cool I loved. That? And they had to do all of their own sound effects. Also. Um, I remember when I was a kid, I, because I was so like hungry for any information about mist. Um, I was able like, I watched some special, I'm trying to think like how I even watched it because this was definitely like pre YouTube. I think it, you know what, it was probably like, um, a disc that came with the game that was okay, like special yeah. features. And, um, I remember there's like one part of the game where there's a boiler room and to make the fire noise, they just drove a truck really slowly on gravel. <laughs> uh, and then to make a bubbling noise, they just took a straw and they tried to just blow bubbles in a cup, but it wasn't working. And they had to take a really long straw and, uh, blow in the back of a toilet. Uh, to get <laughs>
2: that's too anyway funny. so that's
1: just a thing that, like that's like for some reason a thing that i think about um a lot and i remember thinking really cool. like that's so cool to make your own sound effects when i was a kid um yep
0: and it is that cool. was like i would get sucked into like special features on dvds oh, like yeah. i would watch all of the like sound effects stuff on like lord of the rings and star wars because yes. i found it so fascinating too yes
1: absolutely it seems it's like so something fun. you can do
0: it really it does. Is.
1: It's so accessible. Like Foley art is, oh my gosh, what a fun world that must be uh, to just sit and figure out how to make sounds that sound like actual sounds, uh, <laughs> you know? And that's uh, actually
0: the, that's what the description of Foley art is, is how to make <laughs> sounds that sound like regular sounds.
1: Exactly. Sounds that sounds like sounds. <laughs> sounds, sounds, sounds. <laughs> um, okay. Let's, that's all I had to say. Let's oh cool. Well
0: well, hey, thanks for sharing all of all of uh your cool experiences with Mist, but we'll go ahead and move on to the fun segments. Uh first one that we always do on the show is the Fact Me by Your Game segment, okay. which is the segment as as you probably know where I just tell facts at my guest. Um <laughs> So these can be like if you've never listened to the show these can be easter eggs, um development, uh facts, secrets, all sorts of stuff. So I'll just get into them. The first one is that there is actually uh an Atari exclusive easter egg uh that's that's on the, the Atari Jaguar version. So as I said earlier, this game has been ported to numerous consoles all the way up to like I think it was on the 3DS, which is kind of funny oh, to wow. imagine. Okay. Um but the Atari Jaguar version, there is an exclusive Easter egg where in the planetarium, where I guess you can put in a date and a time. Mm-hmm. If you put in May 22nd, 1970, a.m. in the planetarium, um, the immediate front of the library will now be the Atari building. <gasps> and if the player clicks up like to the sky, they'll see a picture of the Atari of like the Atari development team. Oh, my the gosh.
1: Game. Oh, yeah. What a delight.
0: Such a cool little like what an, e- uh, Easter egg. The only that's a great if you have that version you could have ever seen it. mm mm-hmm. uh, Um the next one. Uh this one is not an Easter egg. This is a cool fact, which I have something to share, a little extra fact to share with you since because of something you said earlier. <gasps> but um, there was actually a once-planned uh, Disney Mist Island for Walt Disney yes! World. Oh my gosh, I this. know. Uh, it was
1: supposed to happen in 1999, uh, Discovery Island. Yes. Um, yes, in Florida, uh, where it was supposed to be like interactive. Um, I truly have no idea how they would have pulled it off. Uh, and I'm so glad yes. I didn't know that that was something that they were thinking about at the time, because I would have been so disappointed if it didn't
0: <laughs> happen. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> like, truly. Yeah. Um, Wow. No, I, what a good fact. Isn't that cool? So cool.
0: It's Uh, amazing. I love, like, I love, uh, I'm more into like the creativity and the imagineering of the Disney parks and stuff than I am the parks themselves, even though I think they are amazing. Oh my God.
1: We have to continue this conversation. I am... I'm a, i am aii love I love Disneyland and I love uh, parks. so cool very much oh my gosh
0: um well did this is my side fact too that I wanted to share on top of that one did you also know that another planned island that never happened was or at least a pitched one was a lost island no funny enough that you said you were like oh obsessed my- with that show
1: gosh yes oh that makes perfect sense was that another Disney thing or was it, it- was
0: a yeah ABC, an ABC show so. yeah
1: hmm huh that would have been so cool, Wild. but also after the finale, um, <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, I Lost was a show i I still like just hold very close to my heart. Um, I it started when I was my freshman year of college, and so all oh, of goodness. my college friends we would uh, because nobody had like TVs in our rooms, we would have to go to like one of the common areas and like stake it out beforehand, and it was like oh. a whole thing every like Wednesday night. Um, That's so so cool. A little lost party. Yeah, exactly. And then we'd all like theorize about what everything meant. Uh, And then so by the time it ended, I think I was out of college. It was like maybe a year or two when I was out of college. Mm. Um, And just I started that sixth season and I remember being like, you know what? this isn't going to end well. <laughs> like, oh, no. I was like, You're I think right. I'm going to just, I'm going to cut my ties here <laughs> uh, and just keep fond memories of lost. Um, I did watch the finale, but I missed like, let's say three quarters of sure. that last season. And I don't regret it. I think this it's fine.
0: The, you know what? I think, you you know what? You got to enjoy what you want to. That's like how some Thank people, you. I think with certain properties are like, you know what? Uh, these three movies, that's what I'm going to remember yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, I I have a, an interesting experience with Lost. I caught it like the year after, it was season two must have been going on. Uh-huh. So I watched the, all the DVDs with one of my best friends, my friend Ooh. Nick Cash. We uh-huh. watched season one. Then I watched episodes one and two of season two. I watched an episode from season four. And then I watched the finale and that's what I've seen of Lost. <laughs> which is pretty wild. <laughs>
1: That's a confusing little uh, trajectory. Um, I is. like it though. It yeah. honestly, you probably know enough. Uh, <laughs> there was so that was that's what was so good about Mist is there was so much payoff. Um, yeah. And I think with Lost, I was just waiting for that payoff, um,
0: mm.
1: and it never, it never really got there. So ah, bummer. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I actually, I also had uh, another fact I was going to share, but you actually shared it on the show, so you get a special little, like, <gasps> extra brownie points, which oh was, I gosh. was going to share how it used to be the highest-selling PC game until The Sims.
1: Oh, my God. I did know that. I knew I that. Need,
0: I need, I've done that. No one has done this in a while, but I. in the past I've said I want to have, like, a little siren go off when someone does it. But Wait,
1: uh. Oh, that's so fun. Ah, I love that. Um,
0: oh, yeah, so cool. I,
1: like I said, I was just really... I was just really obsessed with it and just, I wanted to know everything. And I'm, it's just so funny because if that game had come out now in today's world, and if I was a kid playing it, I would have so many like forums to go to, uh, to get my, you know, questions answered. I could watch Mm -hmm. YouTube videos on it. I could Wikipedia it. Um, but when it came out, like, I don't even think we had internet. Like maybe we had AOL dial up, Yeah. Uh,
0: Maybe but you wouldn't have even know where to start with that.
1: Oh, I wouldn't know where to start. So everything there was just like my own record keeping and note taking and anything I found on like, um, you know, the featurette little CD mm. ROM. Um, wow. and I think, yeah, I think my friend who got it, uh, who influenced me to get it. I think her dad was like real into it also. And I think he got like gaming magazines that had like, uh, you know, like, occasionally they would have, like, the codes for games. I'm sure that's how sure. I got like them, codes. Um, and so he would have little, like, bits of information. Ooh. Also, But now I'm thinking, I'm like, how did I know that about? It must have been something I I read. Yeah, I did some research. Maybe it was just something I learned this week. But hmm. I remember being, like, just so proud. I was like, yeah, good. It was a really good game.
0: <laughs> Way to go. Yeah. That is really cool. Good for them. Um, yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, that's the end of the Fact Me By Your Game segment. I'll okay. go ahead and give you. Uh, now we'll move on to the last segment, which is the game recommendations. Um, I always do this segment. Be, and this is my one very forced tie in to the movie, Call Me By Your Name, Love where it. at the end, and I do this segment because at the end of that movie, Elio moves on with his from his relationship with Army's Hammer's character, and as in real life, when people move on from relationships and they date someone new, sometimes I've you know you have friends who date people that are eerily similar to the last person they dated. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. you date you people date someone wildly different or someone out of left field. So that's what these recommendations are going to be based on. I love it. So. The first recommendation I have for you is I wanted to do a recommendation of another game I know that was a really creative, cool, point and click adventure in, in the same way where you are like clicking to move a f- movement to a different screen and interacting with objects and solving puzzles. And this game is called The Neverhood, which is oh. also a PC game from '96. Do you know this game?
1: No, I've never heard of that.
0: I hold on. I'm going to drop a link in chat because Yay. uh because this is a game that i actually played like in the 2000s it is a claymation uh <gasps> oh whoops that's the wrong one it is a claymation uh adventure game where you are just the whole environment is claymation they did a lot of stop motion with it too but you're oh basically just like going through this crazy clay world and um and solving puzzles
1: that is so my jam i love claymation um i love puzzles i am really excited to check this out
0: awesome i'll definitely drop i'll be sure to send you all these wrecks just so that you have them um and then the next recommendation that i have uh that this is so i wanted to take something this game obviously as we learned not only like are, is the game developed by brothers, um, but it's about these two brothers who are <gasps> stuck in this book and their dad. Is it so, the game Brothers? It's, wait, A Tale of Two Sons? <laughs> wait, that
1: sounds like a no. <laughs>
0: yes. No, what's, no it wait, is. What's the name of the game? It is Brothers. Oh, it is a brothers. Tale of Two Sons.
1: <gasps> okay. Do you know this yes. one? I know of it. I have not played it. Um, it's just, yeah, I read the description and I think at the time I was like, oh, that sounds sad. It was like right after I finished the game Journey. Yeah. Oh. Um, Yes, it is on my list. What a great recommendation. I completely forgot that was on my list. I haven't thought of that game in a while, but yeah, I will play that.
0: Ooh, I love it, especially since you've, you know, it's fun to it's also fun to learn one of the things about the show. It's fun to learn what people like about games, hearing you love puzzle solving so much. This game is like you're solving puzzles as the two brothers throughout the whole game, so oh, that's very cool. Perfect.
1: I love it, Connor. Thank you.
0: Hey, you bet. Um, and then the last recommendation I have for you is the out of left field one. Now <gasps> this is this is not entirely a stretch. Um, but what I thought was the one thing the my stretch for this one. I'm trying to explain this in a clear and concise way. In this game, the whole way you even get to the island of mist is don't you go through like a little portal in a book. Yes. Do you interact with the book in a sense, yeah. You, you
1: open up books, uh, so basically, like, uh, the premise is you like opened up a book, you got sucked into mist, and then to get to those other ages I was talking about, you open mm. up books, um, and gotcha, you, yeah, it's okay, so fun.
0: Oh, very cool! So this is my big stretch, and if you were a reader as a kid, you might know this one. But the uh, this in this book in this game, there is one moment where you get transported into a book, and that is Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets, <gasps> uh, which is the game from two thousand two. Did you read those books growing up? Oh
1: yeah, I sure did. Um, yeah, I would. So this was like a, a Harry forced Potter game. one,
0: but uh huh. Yeah.
1: And you said it was the Chamber of Secrets one?
0: Yes, because in Amazing. that one, he, That's like, reads to... Tom Riddle's diary and gets yes. sucked into it.
1: <gasps> oh, my gosh. That sounds great. I love that. Um it's, Yeah, I haven't played Harry Potter game. Oh, yeah. Of course it's fun. It's Harry Potter.
0: I know, right? It's hard not to be. I, I yeah. played these games growing up uh, and was really attached to them. And the cool thing I loved about the games as much as the book is not only I was, like, got to be – in the harry potter world and like revisiting the story but you get to like be harry potter yeah and so if you like that if that sounds interesting at all then i'd check out this game somehow
1: absolutely is that uh where so it might be kind
0: of hard to it's not hard to find but you would need an older system to play it it's on the ps2 xbox and gamecube
1: Okay, interesting.
0: So, so an um, eBay search might help you out if you have any of those.
1: It might. I actually might have a PS2 in my garage. Uh, the one I mentioned earlier from yes. that I had in college that I used to play Soul Calibur and Spider-Man.
0: Oh, cool. That's funny. That's, I played both of those. Those are awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the reason I had that was because uh mikey uh my now husband was my boyfriend at that time uh i think he was living with someone who had a playstation 2 and i think playstation 3 was coming out pretty soon and he was just like whatever you can use this for now
2: oh awesome
1: Um, yeah and so because it's funny because i don't think of like i just i had this like memory where when you asked me like oh when did you play games is yeah and i was like oh i do have this memory of playing video games on the floor of my sophomore year college dorm and it was definitely a PlayStation <laughs> 2 so
0: there oh, you have awesome it. yeah oh i love it um well so those are some recs for you i, d- I sent you the neverhood link in the chat so you can check it I out but it. that does bring us to the end of the uh fact or excuse me the game recommendation segment and the end of the show oh, so before what a delight Thank you. Um, Before we get to plugs, I wanted to again, just thank you so much for not only coming on the show, but spending an hour or so with me and hanging out today. I really appreciate it, Courtney. Oh my gosh,
1: What is truly, like I can't think of a better way to spend a Sunday afternoon. Uh, This has been so much fun. Uh, Clearly, as you could probably hear, I got very excited. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, that's the goal. Um, There aren't a lot of people who will listen to me talk about Myst uh, for an hour (laughs) nonetheless. And there definitely aren't a lot of people who are willing to throw facts about it back to me. Um, So this has truly been thrilling. Uh, Like I mentioned, I am also kind of on this new journey of video games and like playing mm-hmm. them more frequently and appreciating them as an art um so getting to talk about them how fun um and streaming oh. them also that's something i do sometimes just like you um yeah well connor thank you for having me uh, i it's yeah, truly absolutely. an honor just to be considered um and i had a great time
0: Thank you so much. That is, that's so sweet of you. Um, and I mean, you were kind of talking about streaming just now. So that transition us to transitions us easily to plug. So go ahead and plug anything you want. Then I'll plug some stuff and lead us out.
1: Great. OK, so the what I would like to plug, um, like I mentioned, I stream. Um, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Courtenberry. Uh, that's C-O-U-R-T-E-N. B-E-R-R-Y. Really wishing I had chosen an easier handle, but um, (laughs) whatever. Uh, And you can also hear my voice in the video games Pyre by Supergiant Games and also Hades by Supergiant Games, uh, which is the game I mentioned before that I really like to play. Um, And yeah, that's those are my two big things right now. So if you want to check those out, check those out.
0: Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, This show is produced by the great Jeremy Schmidt. You can find him on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime, on Instagram at Scare Me Schmidt, and you can also listen to his wonderful video game podcast, Video Games, a Comedy Show. He is ramping up towards the 100th uh, episode of that show. This is a show I get to guest on occasionally, and we're doing The Road to 100, so we've been doing a uh, top 10 list, which we never do on the show because we try to get be a little more creative than just making top 10 lists, but we did... Most recently, the uh, best two D platformer episode. So, give that show uh, a look if you'd like, and then you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Connor underscore McCabe. Um, re- it seems that my internet, which Courtney has also had trouble internet troubles, oh my
1: gosh. is Set coming your man.
0: back. It's been a it's been a struggle, but I've really been persevering persevering and it seems that i actually have a good upload speed again so you can follow me on twitch at cons is cool 69 i'm gonna i've got some fun projects i'm gonna be doing there um but that's it for this episode today thank you for listening to call me by your game we'll see you on the next one bye
2: i realized the moment i fell into the fissure's book would not be destroyed as I had planned. It continued falling into that starry expanse of which I had only a fleeting glimpse. I've tried to speculate where it might have landed. I must admit, however, such conjecture is futile. Still, questions about whose hands might one day hold my missed book are unsettling to me. I know my apprehensions might never be allayed, and so I close, realizing that perhaps the ending it's not yet yet it's been written, written. Ah.